Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. Thinking about my grandmama and shit. I got the number one record, they acknowledge the jit. They going crazy when they play a head bobbing and shit. And I'm just someone fucked up thinking about my father and shit. They found him dead a couple days before I started to the same day. I flew back to the city from Miami. I was out there with the fam just looking at my door. Thinking to myself like, damn, my baby looks just like my dad. Same time I got the news, my shit went number one, that's fucked up. That shit that was confusing a little bit. You know I flew in with the stick. Okay, like, let me know what's up before I lose it in this you're listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy QDZ for Sheezy. Your boy G-Easy is an honorary black man. You know, the, the, the last song I heard by him... The level of swag that he showed on that song, I was like, "This is a black man right here." It took you. He it took black. It man. took you the last song to make that conclusion. His very last song that he released. Hey, that's a black man. As soon as I saw that G-Eazy, swagger, as soon as I saw G Easy with the grease on his hair, I immediately was like, "There's no way he's he's gonna be accepted in this community, bro." He looked, like and a, then you know he, what happened? He looked like an outsider. He like started making hits. The Outsiders. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual Remember book? Remember the book? The yeah. Outsiders yeah, yeah, yeah. that they made the in middle school? He was a greaser. He absolutely he was a greaser. Like, like he'll he's like, shave you. He's one of them old school ones, though. But um, let's not let's not get off topic before we even start. This is episode 60. 60. Number 60. I can't even zero. do 60, 60. It doesn't sound right. 60 episodes. Congratulations right. to us. Thank you guys for being here and witnessing such buffoonery Listen. at your at your ear, you know, eardrums. Listen, it's a blessing. It's it's a blessing. You know, I, I've been carrying the show for like you, 60 episodes. So you can imagine how you carry that. How you carry that. You know I'm saying like I, I want my guaranteed money. <laughs> First off, there's so many variables in your contract that we can't even get on that. But there is no contract. But but. We're managed by Treyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> We're just talking about contracts. This is the hood. Hood contracts, which means there is no contracts. So how much of your contract involves cooperation with the law? <laughs> how much? You tell me. Listen. Did the FBI contact you and say, well, listen, we need to do a background investigation on listen. your mama and your mama's hairdresser. Listen, is that is that what happened? Listen, I didn't start cooperating until they kidnapped me, put me in the trunk. I don't know what you're talking about. If you've if you've been put in the trunk before, which I've not been, it's scary. So why are you speaking on this? It's never I, happened. I've done a lot of research on it, though. Oh, I'm a historian when it comes to trunks. You know what? YouTube is the place for all types of foolishness. I guess you could look up how do you kidnap somebody. You know, it's like accident- you could you could probably look that up. I accidentally I could, I could see that happening. I try to look up how to do an oil change in my car, and then the next random video was something paying homage to trunks. So I mean, hey, I, it is what it is. That's unfortunate, but um, you know what, guys? Thank you guys for joining us. Uh. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. You know, anytime we can hit the freaking number with the zero on the end, this is a milestone. It's a milestone. Damn it. 
So damn, we was we was supposed to celebrate zero. This was episode we were once at episode zero. Do you know that? We were? Urban Legend said we were actually at episode zero. That was me? And we put it out. What? It's not anywhere you can't find it. Say anywhere. what? Facts. Um I like facts. We have a lot to talk about. But I'm you I'm sure? actually I'm actually kind of sad that, you know. This year has turned out the way it's turned out. It's been a bad year for music. What the hell is going on with, with, with music? Year. What's going on, man? You know, I was just having this conversation. Um, I don't know, man. Earlier this week, and it was related to just the amount of music that came out last year, right? I'm talking about good music. It came out last year and the year before, 2017. We talking about Kendrick Lamar, damn album, Jay Z, 444. I don't want to relive the past, but like, bro, like. Can you honestly tell me what's the what's your favorite album that came out this year so far? This year. So far. My personal favorite or give me, okay. which one do I think is the best album? Give that me your best. Give year? me what's the best. What's the best album that came out this year? Oh man, that's a great question. How come you didn't ask me this before? Hey. My goodness. Because I had I needed time to prepare for this question, brother. I'm now on the job and we're on the clock. So Get, get be professional, bro. The hell's I mean, wrong with you, man? If best album, I mean, I thought Solange's album was very good. It was good. Um, Tyler the Creator, shall I? I no, hell no, not not Tyler the Creator. What? But I mean, I respect it. I respect it. I respect the opinion. You out of your mind? I respect it. I respect it. What was better than that? Um, what was better than that? Yes, I thought. Machine Gun Kelly's album was actually okay. one of the best albums of, right. of 2019. Let's, 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 we can end that conversation but, right now. So, uh, uh, Diddy thinks I'm on the hey. Did you ever try Diddy's payroll? Did you ever try the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich? Man, after that chicken sandwich. Did you ever try? Do you, hey, by the way, did you know KFC came out with one? KFC has entered the chicken sandwich game, unfortunately. And you know, I always used to love KFC more than Popeye's. I I don't know. I, I had like hey. Hey, I the regular taste buds at the time. Hey, I always used to like Roy Rogers. Jesus. Ever been to Roy, ever been to Roy Rogers before? Roy Rogers? You mean the place with the hamburger that don't taste like the hand? You mean the hamburger to try to hide the kid from the hamburger, but not the hamburger from the kid? Listen, uh, Roy Rogers had some good chicken, but we're not going to talk about that. Anyway. Uh, they had good chicken. How you remember? You were five years old when you went to Roy You do still, not remember. Roy Rogers is still where, around where, right now. Where? I mean, what, you got you got to fl- you got to fly to New Mexico. Delaware? You got to fly to New Mexico. <laughs> but fuck it. <laughs> it ain't no damn major city. No, nah, actually Roy Rogers was garbage. I I'm I'm gonna tell you straight up. It, my, it, hey, my mom my mom used to like Roy Rogers for whatever reason. It Roy Rogers tasted good when the school bought it. You know, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're not going to eat regular school food from the cafeteria. We eating Roy Rogers today." Remember on bootleg uh, Thanksgiving meals we used to eat? Oh hell yeah, with yeah. the Nah, but that gravy used to be on point. Hell always, no, the gravy was always point. on point. That's because your taste buds are still developing. The, tur- the turkey was tasted like rubber. Yeah, it, it tasted like it. No, that's the cranberry was bomb. sauce was that bomb. Tur- I never, I never touched the cranberry all sauce. All right, man, let's let's stop. Man. I thought someone was cranberry sauce always had something against me. Yeah, all right, man. We, we gonna get into this episode, but obviously we haven't done this in a while, so let's. I think we should uh, do this for the new listeners, man. First, we start the episode off with our Watch the Throne segment, and we kind of gave y'all a little taste of that where, you know, unfortunately, we need, we, we need we really need to give y'all what's the best album to date. And we don't do that on Watch the Throne. We need to start Watch doing that. Watch the Throne means what's the best. That's what, the, that's what the segment was about, and we don't even do it. So what? why do we even have a show, huh? Can someone answer this? I know why, because I'm in debt. 
<laughs> I thought you weren't getting paid though. So exactly, so you're I'm just in, in debt. more debt. I'm in debt, but it makes me happy. I'm actually indebted to the listener. So, uh, oh, that was a nice yeah, little switch up. Appreciate that, man. Douchebag. F you. Uh, and then after that segment, the ill and the not so advised. My favorite segment, not his favorite segment. Mine. That's where Lies. we talk about the best songs that came out in the last couple of weeks and the worst songs that came out in the last couple of weeks. You want to pay attention to this this segment. My favorite segment. You want to pay attention to it. I think, uh, well, first off, you're a goddamn liar. That's not your favorite segment. But, but anyway, uh, you guys want to pay a, a special attention to this segment this episode this one's special today we, we we're gonna talk some shit this one's special this one is set up for greatness i will say that after that we will get into the world famous world famous ill-advised thoughts ill-advised thoughts wait thotty thoughts or thoughts yeah like it confuses me. For 60 episodes, I've been confused. Dude, thoughts. We, we've we gone thoughts? through this. We've gone through this like a million times. Okay. Like, I'm talking about, um, this is actually the millionth and one time. So, thoughts with silent G. Actually, no, the G is not silent. It is, it's silent. Like, real Gs move in silence like thoughts. <laughs> like lasagna. That's actually Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne I, know, from, I for, know what it is. For y'all that don't know. It's thoughts. Um, there ain't no, you can't hear that G. It's a thought, man. Only if it's, it's you're, at the top of your head, man. Can we can we just establish only that? if you're my cousin, you heard that G. You know, sometimes Nigerians they be trying to say every single letter in a word. Like I know my cousins definitely did. Like Montgomery, I'm in every ward. They try to say the G O. <laughs> you should just ignore that G O in Montgomery. Or or uh uh but <laughs> this is the funny one. That's I I was born here and I don't even know how to say this shit correctly. Borogard. You ever heard of You ever heard of <laughs> You ever heard I don't even know what African? you just said. Exactly. Tell somebody, hey listen, go to uh go to uh, the the nearest the nearest Borogard, huh? Boulevard? Spell it. That's all I ask is to spell Borogard. You can't do it. Borogard. I challenge anybody to spell that shit. I don't even know what I don't know what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Uh, hopefully they know what we're saying on the next. Damn. Hopefully they know what we're saying on the next segment, man. Damn. I think we should start the show. I think so too. Damn. Let's do that. Damn, Zaddy. Watch the throne. So with the first album, and one of two albums on our Watch the Throne segment, we got the first artist named Agushi. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, sorry, Gashi. My bad. Gashi with, with his self-titled project called Gashi, and uh, I would like to do the honors here. Oh, absolutely! I, I would like to do the honors. Absolutely, here. positively, because his name has me feeling like what the hell I just ate, which is uh some delicious agushi stew with rice. You even said it like like a fiend. Agushi. <laughs> I, I, that joint was good. I think though. they can hear me. Oh. I think they can hear me salivating right now. That joint was so god good. Damn. Um. My God. Now I can say a whole lot of things about what the hell I just ate, but um, let me try to get to this this music. So Gashi, Gashi, 
I don't know if you guys know who Gashi is. Uh, but I think that you guys should know who he is because he's one of those artists that's coming out. He's he's bubbling. He has a self-titled project named Gashi, like I said before. And his sound is extremely, extremely, extremely diverse. Um, kind of sounds me, uh, sorry, he kind of sounds like a, a mix between, you know, Post Malone, Drake, Russ, it's kind of he's kind of like a mixed blend. Bozzy. Bozzy. I don't really know where to place him. And and you know what? On steroids. On sure. I don't really know what to where to place him, but you know, a lot of times that can be a good thing. It can be a good thing. Um I think his rebellious kind of sound is very it's very easy on the ears, honestly. One 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 of the things that I would say is um I like artists like him, right? Where he He's kind of like alternative, what I would call alternative, well, let's just call it hip-hop. Because you can tell he has the hip-hop persona, at least he aspires to have that, uh, mixed with a little bit of rockin', alt, rock and roll alternative. I'm not saying the music is rock and roll at all. I'm saying he he's very alternative. That word gets thrown around loosely. It basically just means un, the unorthodox version of the genre that comes right after that. There's unorthodox hip hop. There's un I'm sorry, there's 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 an alternative R and B. There's alternative hip hop. There's alternative pop. Like there's a whole lot of alternatives. I will place him in the alternative bag. I thought that this album started out very strong. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Because when I first heard uh when I first heard the first when I first heard the first song, y'all know what the hell I mean. The intro slash Hadia. I think Hadia is the name of his mom, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional song very emotional i thought it was great like it was well done uh you could tell his inspirations you could tell where he kind of uh gives his um his energy these days putting putting his all into the music and i thought that was really good you can hear the emotion i fucked with that a lot um the next song used to be he really really turned it up a lot like he really went crazy i would say he went left to me because i didn't I've only heard about five songs from Gashi just in general. We're going to get to one of the songs, which is called My Year. That song came out about, I don't know, a month and a half, maybe two months ago, mm-hmm. featuring g Easy. When it came out, I thought it was decent. Hearing it on this song, it fit. It fit. Yeah. It fit. <clears throat> but going back, like I said, he went a little bit left with the second song. My One of my favorite songs is actually Driveway. Uh, it's the third song on the album. It's the best song on the album. That's how you feel? Best song on the album. See, I have it as the best song. See, for me, I didn't even get to the point where I even ranked any of the songs. Mm-hmm. I just know when I listened to the whole thing, that's that's the one that stood out to me the most because it had every, it had all of the elements of a hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean one of these stereotypical pop hits. I'm talking about like... Dark. Yeah, like... Dark, dark melody. Commercial melody poppy, He's talking some crazy shit. Like, I like it. I like it a lot. Now, I say a lot of good things about the album, which are deserved. Um, One of the more, I would say, average or bad things I would say about the album is the fact that for this to be a self-titled debut kind of project, I was expecting someone that has the buzz of a Bozzy. And by the way, he is bubbling. I I know y'all probably don't know his name. You're probably going to start knowing his name over the next couple. But he's been bubbling for a few years now, actually. But more so recently, this year. 
for somebody to have this type of buzz, I was expecting to hear something a little different. And I didn't really get that. I didn't get it. And, you know, I'm not knocking him because maybe he has more in his arsenal. But when I was listening to the music, I heard I just heard safe music. I heard music that just didn't sound very uh, different from the pack. I'm going to just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I hear you. On it was that. okay. I hear you on that for sure. It was okay. I hear you on that. How you feel about it? I hear you on that. Um, <clears throat> so, this was actually more of a complicated album than people would think it was. On majority of the songs on it, you get hard hitting beats. Uh, you get catchy hooks, infectious melodies, great rhymes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All the good things that you want from music when you hear it. However, there is a dark tone to the album that I think people should pay attention to. Like on a good chunk of the songs, also, Gashi talks about his come up. He talks about being paranoid. Uh, Like you mentioned in the beginning, he talks about his mother. I think he lost his mother or his father, one of the two. I think think the mother. The mother, right? Mm -hmm. He lost his mother. Um, And it almost seems like balling is his way to overcompensate for what he doesn't have. And so I kind of dig deeper when I listen to this album. I kind of see the songs as different meanings, something that's a little more powerful than meets the eye. So I like that part of the album. Musically, he's a very unique artist. He sings, but he sings in this very like brawny way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you've seen his face. I know a lot of people, like you you mentioned, a lot of people don't know who he is, but he's this big brawny European looking guy. I can't remember where exactly he's from. But he looks like a bouncer. He look he, he looks like I wouldn't be surprised if he, he was a wrestler if he didn't tell me what he did. <laughs> he even sounds like it at times. Like on on the second song to this album, he sounds like a straight up wrestler. He's he he, he sounds steroided up. I mean and, and I'm not even trying to be disrespectful or mean it's just that's what it sounds like. But then he also has a gentle side. It's to me what artists have been doing. This is an example of what artists have been doing lately, what they've been been successful at lately. Bipolar music. And I mean that in the most, the nicest way possible. I don't mean bipolar in a bad way. Bipolar as in it has several different faces to the music. One minute, you can get positive vibes, but within those positive vibes, you get uh, deep thoughts or uh, negative ideas. You know, is bipolar music that just draws you in because you're just trying to figure out what's going on. There's a lot going on here. And so uh, for people that listen to the album, I challenge you to not only look at it for the hits because there's a lot of hits on there. I love Creep On Me. I love the song that you mentioned earlier that we said was the best. Was it used to be? No, no, no. Driveway. Driveway. Sorry. Used to be is like the second song, right? I like that mm-hmm. song too. But 
There's a lot of hits on here, but I also challenge you to dig deeper into it. Dig deeper into the album. Uh, listen to some of the other stuff that he's saying, and it'll be a little more special to you. But that's my big takeaway. I wouldn't say it's the greatest album in the world. Mm-hmm. I give it like a C plus if I were to grade it, but it's definitely a decent body of work for somebody that I know has a good ear for music. Hmm. You know, I you know I didn't give my grade. Um, I was actually I, I would give it a I would give it a C. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would give it a C. Um, so I mean, we're we're kind of on par. Um, but hey, you guys, let us know if you feel like listening to Gashi, uh, or if you've already heard Gashi and his new album. Let us know. Let us know if you think our grades are crazy. Sing your praises for it. Yeah, you know, you, you, you go ahead. He, he, you know, he's a he's a he's a talented artist, and you should absolutely not be embarrassed to say that you like his stuff. I think he's good. But but be truthful though, because I not to go too crazy. I think a lot of times we hear a lot, we hear we hear new artists, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, what I look for in new artists is just simply something different. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it's your appearance, whether it's your music, I need to hear something different. And for me, not saying that he doesn't give me something different. I hear on you, every brother. song, but yeah, I, I yeah. definitely hear you on Listen, that, man, brother. Maybe, maybe, maybe the music will grow. I hear you on that a hundred percent, brother. But at the moment, it's about a C. I hear you on that. Anyway, man, let's move on. Next album, Lil West dropped a album called Vex Part Two. Yes, what Vex is, Part Two. I don't mean? know what that even means. Vex isn't isn't Vex like isn't that angry? That means angry, right? I'm vexed. That's, yeah, that's what Nigerians used to say. I'm vexed. That's definitely a, a, a verb towards, I believe, what you just said. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm angry. So I wanted to talk about this album because I listened to it and I was blown away by the melodies this guy was able to create. Did you know that there's rappers in Delaware? He's from Delaware. <laughs> He's killing it. Lil West. Like, literally, there were songs on this album where I was blown away by the hooks, the melodies, the subject matters, the openness, the vulnerability, the grittiness. Like, he he, he was able to do everything you would want from your versatile rapper on this Vex Part 2 album. I know a lot of people are like looking at me like, yeah, but little West, who little, little blah, blah, blah. try it out. I know the same way y'all was talking about YMW Melly. Like, who is this guy? And then you got a chance to actually listen to him. Try this guy out. Solid artist. I feel like his I feel like his hype man. Yeah. I feel like you you work for the team. Lil West. You work for the team, don't you? The promotion team. I do. Yeah. I'm getting 15 cents an hour. Mm. That's that's a decent deal. It is decent. I don't know, man. By, I mean, I, listen, that's more than zero. That, about you're getting two zero months, right now, so hey. In about two months, I'll be able to get a Subway sandwich, like a six-inch. You still get those? Hell yeah, six-inch. Especially on, when it's on sale. Come on, man. Come on. Six-inch you know sub what, of the day. You know what, though? I have not heard the album, and I will. You I heard will. that one song. I heard the one song. What was it called? Uh, it sounded like some Western it did sound music, like a, even it, it, it sounded like Nelly. It sounded like dog, old school dude, Nelly. Dude, yes, dog. Yes. That's the. F- I, this is no lie, no cap. That's the first thing that came in my mind when you played that. 
I didn't say it, but that's the number one thing. Nelly. But yeah. And everybody knows how good Nelly was back in the day. Nelly was phenomenal. The song's called Hot Sauce, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, everybody knows how good Nelly was. Nelly was that dude Nelly back was, then. Nelly was on fire. Well, not even the country grammar, the ee ee uh-oh. Yo, listen. We're talking loving me. Oh, man, I that's saw, my joint. Listen, Nelly is so fire. I saw him in concert this year. And you saw Nelly in concert? Okay, I don't know about all that. No, but. no, no, hear me out. But this, I'm, this, this is how fire Nelly is. Nelly performed at the Dreamville Fest. Did he? Yeah, randomly. Like He, he, he was, wasn't on the lineup. No, he was. Was he? he? His name was on the freaking lineup. Was he in capital letters or was he like no, at the was, real bottom? It was definitely a different font and, oh, it, was, and it was lowercase letters. But that's neither here nor there. The point I'm making is his music was hitting out there. Of like, course. People were jamming. I was jamming. I'm like, okay. Of course. Funny okay, story. Okay, Nelly. Funny story. Uh, you know, a couple years back, maybe like two years ago, uh, me and some friends were playing basketball in a high school gym. And on one side, there's basketball courts. On the other side, there was like cheerleader tryouts for like ninth graders or eighth graders. On their way out, they were singing, it's getting hot in here. I was like, oh, that's cool. They're singing, it's getting hot in here. You know, they're all white girls. And I was like, wait. That song came out when they were still in the womb, if not before they were even thought about. Like, <laughs> it's ingrained in them. Like, you know how certain things, it's ingrained in you to know who Michael Jackson is? Yeah. Or Michael Jordan? It's ingrained in you to know Nelly's music. Bro, I don't know how we got on this Nelly. Oh, I, I do know why. Because he sounds like Lil Wes. Yes. There we go. <laughs> it comes you forgot? So so are you saying that Lil West is the next has Nelly. the trajectory of Nelly? Yes. Oh my God. On, on when when Nelly was on his down down spiral. Man. That's We're talking about when Nelly started making that country music. Yeah, that's kind of fire though. Like, you know how all these all over these and over again. You know how all these Lil's when they get older, like minus Lil Wayne, right? They drop the Lil. Yeah. Just call him West. No way. Just call him West. That makes no sense. I know, but that's that's the beauty in it. There's like it doesn't make Saint, sense. Saint West. <laughs> Wait, what? Saint West about to be a rapper real soon. So I, you you don't you don't want that conflict. Wait, who's Saint West? Saint West isn't that Kanye's kid? They're, they they oh. have to be musicians. I thought it was North. You grew up with Kanye. Oh yeah, Northwest. Oh, is there, they, I don't I don't fucking know. Maybe there's two kids named West and North. I think there's Saint Not West. West. I'm there's, sorry, there's, Saint there's, and there's North. North. There's Southwest. East. East West. North. There's Central 495 yeah. West. Okay, 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 everybody. Let's take a quick break from all the music reviews. But you guys know we're having a lot of fun at that. And we want to point you guys to a YouTube channel named Serenity Sounds. All right? They're called Serenity Sounds. They have over 2.3 million, not thousand, million views across all of their music uh, sounds that they have on their channel. And they have about... 20,000 subscribers or so man guys listen they're a big deal so if you're having trouble with your sleep if you listen to a lot of new music and stay up all damn night like we do like the wise guys do me and my co-host qd then you would understand that this is going to improve your health now guess what don't be like some of these people out here that don't pay attention to their health at all listen sleep is not the cousin of death we have been lied to by 90s rappers our whole life, all right? Get you some damn sleep. 
it will be beneficial to you. But make sure you throw on Serenity Sounds the next time you're on YouTube while you're sleeping. And we guarantee your sleep will improve. All right. So go to Serenity Sounds YouTube channel and tell them that the wise guy sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. They're ill and they're not. So advice. So, with the first song on the ill and the not so advised, we got the baby with his new single called Intro. And you know how fitting because this is the intro of the segment. The baby opened up on this man. He, I, you know, I what? didn't know who I was listening to. The minus, baby. minus the 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 rapid flow and him saying, "Let's go." I, I don't know if you noticed that's his like ad lib. Let's go. It's like a certain way he says it. I don't know why he says it like that, but okay. it sounds kind of fire. Okay. Yeah, the I mean, whole he, song is fire, by the way. He opens up on this joint. I mean, you know, the baby. We all know the baby as a gun-toting, woman-stealing, never, never been. He's always been put in bad circumstances and always gets himself out of it somehow, some way. Yeah, the baby is. He, he's he's always good. Like the baby, be like, yeah, you know, I had a couple of girls that slammed into in my room, and somehow, some way. He comes out unscathed. I don't. I don't get it. But the, he's the greatest rapper of all time. But yeah, I like <laughs> this song a lot. All right, man. You just went way left. You know what I was gonna say was you sounded like you were, you were. <laughs> you, you, do you know Ric Flair? Yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah. Remember how he would intro himself? Yeah. It's the biggest gun toting, wrist, wrist wearing, drug dealing. That's the most women. Gay. Yo, 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 yo. That's yo. how you opened up by see talking how, about the baby just now. See how I opened up and I said G Easy <laughs> is an honorary black man. I heard yo, I heard him. I've heard Ric Flair open up a French Montana song. Oh no, the one you know where the joint? you ain't about that life. Yeah, you ain't about that life. No, no, that was actually a uh, Meek Mill. That was Meek, no, that, that's French. No, right? oh, that's oh Meek Mill. That was French actually Montana's on, on, on self made. That was on the self made. Yes, it was. Yeah, it is. But French was on it. Yes, he opened up that joint. I, yo, I got chills. Me too, Bruh. That shit's fire. I started unbuttoning my shirt like so you can see my chains. Oh, I, ain't do I, all that. I was like, yo, I ain't do all that. Uh, but I did put on some fake jewelry. I put on some yeah, fake jewelry because I wanted to be Ric Flair, man. I thought it was dope when Ric Flair joined the um the Ric Flair song with Offset and uh, Metro Boomin. Remember the, they had the uh, video. I'm sorry, right? in uh, uh, 21 Savage. Remember mm-hmm. the Joint Project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fire when he was in that video. He was in the video. I, I missed that, it. That was so fire. I told you I missed it. I don't. I only watched 2020. So. Yeah, no wonder. Uh, anyway, this song's fire. You guys check it out. Next song, Alicia Keys dropped a new song. Featuring Miguel called "Show Me Love." Did you hear this song? Of course, I heard it. What'd you think? It's 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 different. It's different for Alicia Keys. It's up tempo. Um, it gave me '90s vibes. Actually, you know, I actually heard a slight semblance of Aaliyah's "I Don't Wanna Be." I don't wanna go without you. Go without. You. I heard a slight semblance of it. On, the, on this song? On, on this song. I didn't hear so that. So I think that, that that was one of the things that, that, that kind of motivated her to make this song. But I thought it was dope. I thought it was an interesting duet. Um, Alicia got to go a little harder for a comeback song. But, I mean, it's a, it's it's good music. It's good music. Yeah. Um, I feel you on her going harder. But I will say, I think she did go harder um, just in a different way that we used to Alicia Keys going. Like, this was a... a this was a, a, a relatively different song. Like the when as soon as it came on, I was completely thrown off. Like, wait, this is Alicia Keys. 
Like it didn't sound like her. Yeah, I was like, like the tempo was hot. The tempo was a little bit faster. I don't know. It was different for her. I'm not saying it's like, the best a, song in the world. Is this Alicia Keys or Lumi D? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. You guys check it out though. I mean, you got two like amazing artists on one song. How could you not listen to this? Go I check love, it out. I love Miguel. Yeah. Next song, the King of R&B dropped the song. Did you guys know that? Jacquees. Jacquees. Jacquees dropped the song called Verify. Verify. Bird Gang presents Jacquees. <laughs> Red Gang. You mean Red Gang? <laughs> Rich gang. I, I Red, said Bird Gang. Red Gang. Uh, yeah, he dropped a new song with um, uh, Young Thug and uh, Gunna. The, the, the drippiest people in, in, on this planet. The Drip Namo duo the drip namo dude huh them dudes they dripped bro they sounded so alike i do you know that like i was listening to this i listened to this song about three times because it's that good by the way i can't really i loved it it. i loved it i didn't necessarily love it for gunner and young thug their part was was very small it was very it wasn't important by the time their part was done you forgot they were even on yeah yeah. but it's not to say it was bad yeah but what i'm saying is like young thug and gunner they sounded alike they on did. this song, I mean, they went. They they had a back and forth. Yeah, and so like it, they they sounded like same semblance, same pep to their step. Um, but yeah, I love this song. This song is great. I mean, Jacquees doesn't make bad songs. Like Ever. he is the king of R and B. I don't care what you guys have to say. Go ahead and say something, and I'll hide under the bed. But I mean, I, I, but still, say something, <laughs> and I'll I'll respectively disagree with you. Yeah, y'all check this out. It's a great song. King R&B. He said it. Respect it. Next song. T Grizzly dropped a song called Satish. I don't know what the hell that means. I I stared at the word for about 5 minutes like, "Wait, maybe I'm reading it wrong." Like, "Wait, maybe maybe there was a typo when they when they when they published the the song." No, it's it's called Satish. Anyway, shall we say this man deserves an Oscar yes. for this song? This song was extremely <laughs> riveting. This man deserves, As he usual. deserves an Emmy, a fucking Tony Award. The passion. A Grammy. I felt it. He's not lying, folks. Like, is this is real. Wait, what's real? This. What's this? The life he's living that is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's real. Do you know that if this man's song is real as you say it is, he should be in jail by tonight? (laughs) Because on this song, he was talking crazy. Listen, if you can catch him, he was running. (laughs) He was definitely running. He sounds like he's running when he he raps. He actually sounded like he was on a scooter this time. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe he maybe he rented a line a motor or a, scooter, a, or scooter a bird or yeah yeah okay. yeah. I don't I don't think he was actually running. He sounded very clear this time. He sounds riveting. I'm telling you, his music is more riveting than action movies. I be I, I be popping popcorn when I hear some T t- t- Grizzly. You gotta pop some popcorn. This joint's a a a. a, a, a yeah. Wait. Yeah. All right. I guess that sounded like a popcorn, but nah, I didn't. <laughs> Well, that sounded like you were eating one that that time. Anyway, uh, great song. And yes, I said great because it was it, it. This song should make you want to get your ass up out of your seat and and, and start running into the wall for no reason. That, like this is one that of makes zero this is sense. one of those songs that I, makes no sense, but it's it, okay. It makes sense, but it doesn't. It's okay, you it know, doesn't need to make sense. It happens. All right, next song. 
And why is this actually here? Uh, because I actually don't like this song. So I'm going to skip it. Okay. Uh, unless you like it, then we can talk about it. Hell no, I don't like it. For 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 the purposes, we talking about Panini remix with the baby, and I don't understand. I don't understand why the baby's on it because he's a meanie. Yeah, he is. Um, but anyway, go yeah, ahead. I, 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 that, that was it. that was kind of corny. Let's skip it. It but, was very corny. You know, I'm acting like I didn't corny. hear that. It was very corny. Uh, I'll keep trying. Next song. Danny Brown dropped a song called Best Life. I liked it. Ooch didn't necessarily like it that much. I feel like it's a hard-hitting rap song. We, we don't get that very often. Hard-hitting rap songs. On it, Danny Brown talks about his come-up and how where he came from, hot dogs was getting boiled, uh, shotguns was getting pulled out. And I believe him because he's from Detroit. But... Uh, I love this song. I love the rhythm of it. And most importantly, I love the instrumental behind it. It is by Q-Tip. Q-Tip, one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time, produced this song. And I could not help but just feel it. Feel the instrumental. Just feel Danny Brown's words. It's definitely one of my favorite songs this week. That's big praise, man. Y'all check this song out. Um, I'm not a big Danny Brand I, Brown fan, but you know, I I was feeling this joint. Yeah, I like the song. I didn't love it, but um, I'll check it out again, man. It definitely had good vibes to it. I I I know this is one of those songs where I will listen to it again, and maybe I'll be in a different mood, different setting, maybe. Anyway, let's move on. Casanova dropped the song called "Stay With It." Boom! 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 Yep. That guy. Casanova. Yeah. What'd you think of this my song, guy, man? My guy, Casanova. I love this song. I don't, have you heard this song? Probably no, not, I haven't. Right? This song. But he's been dropping music. Like, yeah, he's been dropping music. Pretty he's frequently. Some good, some for good his, stuff. For his pace, he's been yeah. dropping music recently. He's been dropping some good stuff. And um, why is... And wh- what? Yeah. All right. I'm going to... This is going to be the first time this ever happened, by the way. I'm going to insert a song after this, but go ahead. Because I want to talk about the other cast with Chris, song Brown. With Chris Brown. I love that song. Well, let me let me make this quick then. Go ahead. Stay with it. Um, is similar to the baby intro. Casanova opens up on it. Um, he talks about shooting people. Uh, <laughs> he talks about enemies and people that aren't loyal. But he does it in a way that's just passionate. And the instrumental to this song is very passionate too, but he's shooting people. But it's it's okay, and he's screaming. But there's something about it that was just you know stuck a chord with me. It was very touching, even though you're shooting people on it. It was very touching. Isn't it? Isn't it sad that the definition of opening up is is the fact that people have been shot? <laughs> like why can't yeah. it? Why can't it just be? Listen, man, you know, when I was a kid, I, I doubted myself. And, yeah, but you can shoot people for... For, 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 for recreation? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, fuck, fuck going to the court. Uh, uh, in high school, I was shooting people. Come on, man. Is that where we are? Hey, hey, listen. That's bad. Hobbies. Hobbies come in all different shapes and forms. That is a fact. And with that note, we're going to transition to... Another song with Casanova featuring Chris Brown called Coming Home. And 
talk about opening up, man, because this was, you know, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I have I have gotten on a lot of these hardcore rappers for not making organic sounding love, lovey-dovey songs where they're talking about girls and all that stuff. And it's proven to be a hard thing to be able to accomplish. Like if you're a, a rough rapper like a Dave East, like he's he's had many attempts and he hasn't really hit yet. Right. With with the, it, to, this is my personal opinion. Um, I thought this song, man. And by the way, the irony of all of this, com- which I just which just hit me, is that. I just brought up Dave East and his attempt at it with major attempt at it was featuring Chris Brown as well. Called Perfect. Mm, yeah. I didn't think about that, Which but I love that song. Just hit me now. Um, this particular song with Casanova called Coming Home, featuring, uh, like I said, Chris Brown. I thought, man, it was excellently performed. Chris Brown's hook, the beat, clutch. The I want to say that's Hitmaker. Is it? Because Hitmaker's been taking these old school '90s R&B joints, flipping it to hip hop. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Hitmaker. But yeah, it might be. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, yeah, now nah, this that song is amazing, man. Like Casanova, man, like delivering actual bar. Like he was he was rapping, and not one time did I say, "Wait, this is the is this the aggressive dude that says boom, 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 boom?" Like not that guy. Like oh, he, you absolutely he did. He was yelling, but but he it wasn't. But that it wasn't much. in a way in which I thought he was doing too much. He was more lyrical. Yeah, absolutely than yelling. I don't know, man. Y'all check this. Y'all check both of those songs out and let us know if you think we're crazy. Boom, boom, boom. Next song. WizKid just dropped a new song called Ghetto Love. And WizKid is. Afro Pop Star. WizKid is Wiz Afro Pop Star. He doesn't make bad music. WizKid is the Wiz. I Wiz-Kid. love Ghetto Love. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an authentic Nigerian joint. Um, You know, I, the melodies, the. the the swagger, the, the 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 just know how of of Wizkid to me on this song is amazing. It's just one of those songs you can just throw on. It doesn't matter in what setting. It's gonna ease your mind. It's gonna soothe your soul. Uh, got a nice little message attached to it, so it might teach you something. Also, I love this joint. I love it. Yeah, this was a. This is a cool song, man. Cool song. Let's uh let's move on, man, because Wizkid cannot do any wrong. I don't think he's missed in years. Next song, Joyner Lucas dropped a song called ADHD. And uh when the hell is this album coming out? Who the he fuck knows, I've man. never seen somebody drop so many singles without a release date for the album. I I'm like, "Yo, bruh. I I actually think he's trolling us at this point." I'm like, "Dude, I think he's trolling us cuz you know, you know how when new music comes out, mm-hmm. If it's a single, it has single artwork. Mm-hmm. His well, has he, had album artwork. It's the time. same artwork. It's the same artwork. So it's like, yeah. what? I mean, like, are you just I trying? Are you trying to get people like hyped and like, oh, oh, he finally dropped that. Oh, damn! Just with no I song. have no clue who his marketer. Like, is. what's going on? No, who's his manager? What's going on with that guy, man? I don't get it. He's being managed by somebody old. But, but uh, ADHD is a dope song. You know what? What, what intro song to an album is ever bad? In this joint, uh, Joyner Lucas gets on his rock and roll slash alternative tip, uh, singing fearlessly, but then also rapping, giving us a good flow, nice melody, um, and then opening up as usual about you know 
just his mindset, his mentality, his ADHD, uh, all that good stuff. I think it's a really good song, but I think it's going to be even better when you listen to the album in full and you listen to everything in the grand scheme of things. I think so. Because there's clearly going to be a concept to this album. And so, you know, these songs are going to matter in that concept. Absolutely. Um, I feel like that's safe to say. Uh, yeah, man. On to some songs that are not so advised. First song, we have a familiar name, unfortunately. It's somebody that you have grown accustomed to not like. And it's our friend and none other than Future, Future Hendrix, with this new song called What It Do. Now, how did he end up on this list, sir? What It Do is just weird. Um, it's a slow jam type song with like kind of like drunk lyrics. <laughs> it almost sounds like he wrote this song while he was in a hot tub and he had like three bad chicks on his side and he was just just randomly talking about what he had like it's it has a decent vibe to it but it's just random and I've noticed that Future's uh singles have just been random. It's just been what the hell is going on like do you just make music every time something good happens? And I, I, it's not terrible, but I just don't understand its purpose. I don't think it has a purpose. Mm. That bothers me. Mm. Yeah, let's let's just move on, man. Because um, this next guy just dropped the album. I'm sorry, a song called "Mood Swings," which you know seems to personify what Future has been doing lately with his music. Um, I'm talking about a boogie with the hoodie. You know what? I heard this song and it took me it took me just a little a little bit of a moment to really understand what he was trying to do with the song. Ultimately, I concluded this song is not good. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. this song is the epitome of someone not displaying what not displaying their talent. Yes. Like yes. He he limited himself. He put himself in a box of what I think the public is getting. And A Boogie with the Hoodie, which I mentioned to you many episodes ago when he dropped his album called Hoodie Hood Season? Hoodie, Hoodie Season? Season? Yeah. And I told you, A Boogie makes phenomenal music. I, I said that. I stand by that. And this song is none other. It's 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 nothing in that even realm. So I'm not rolling. Go back to the drawing board, my brother. I mean, honestly, to be real with you, I think the success, which is kind of random, his success isn't, I don't think, I, I couldn't have predicted his success. I don't think the next person could have predicted his success. It's very random. And I think the success is finally getting to his head. And I don't mean, I don't mean that to be an asshole. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's kind of affecting the way he moves. Because I've noticed, like, remember after he dropped that phenomenal debut album, he came out with the international, you know, uh, international artist. Remember that he had yeah, the yeah, big artist in the international. That's where I was actually kind of scared that he was losing what he does well. Like, he's, he's, he's letting the fame get to him, and his style is changing because of it. Then he dropped Hoodie Season. I was like, okay, he's back to, like, normal. He's back to getting back to where he was. This song felt like 
reversing back to international artist where it's lazy hooks lazy subject matter you just kind of like breezing through the song that's not what i think he does well so hopefully this is an aberration and he got something hotter than this yeah let's hope coming in the near future because he's been dropping pretty good features i would say um he had a pretty decent feature in liam liam Payne, but on the album and he also had a really good feature with uh i think uh Rick Ross, Rick Ross on Port Miami 2. It's a pretty good feature. Uh, St. John saw Monica Lewinsky. Pretty good feature. Uh, so, yeah, he's clearly out here working. But uh, as far as this song is concerned, yeah, nah, that's not it. Uh, next song. French Montana dropped a song called Suicide Doors featuring Gunna. Uh, it is featuring Gunna, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted this opportunity to just say, you know, Gunna is not having the best 2019. And I love Gunna. Do you? Gunna is my friend. He's a friend. Do you? Because you were trashing him last year. Yeah, I love Gunna. No, I'm just joking. Gunna's, Gunna's actually improving. But this song I just thought was lazy. French Montana a lot of times just drops lazy songs. Songs that are just like, oh, who cares what it sounds like? I got somebody big on it. Um, I don't know if it's going to blow up. I don't see it blowing up, but... I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. That's fair. I concur. <laughs> That's it? That's it, man. The Ill-Advised Wise Guys presents Who Got Next? All right. So, I know y'all ready to hear our voice. We, You know, we back with this the segment that we've been doing for a while, which is our Who Got Next? And we have a special guest. That we, you know, we really think very highly of. I'm gonna let my man QD introduce him though. Yes, sir. It's my boy Imani WJ Wright. What's up? What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm I'm all, I'm here for the ride. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the cool thing about life is, you know, we things are unexpected. You know, so right. hopefully this is no different than just everyday life. Very right? unexpected. Matter of fact, I just went to the Chinese food. I got some Chinese food today. They charged me 50 cent for some hot sauce. See, oh, that's, nah. the, that's the <laughs> unexpected stuff that happens in life, right? Yo, that should that should definitely be free. It should definitely come be on free. Now. I was like, yo, come on. You still getting charged for hot sauce? I got charged for hot sauce. Times are mad hard when they charge <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. A little package of hot sauce, too. What about mumble sauce? They still charging for that? I don't know. Mambo sauce, mambo sauce is exquisite though. <laughs> I would charge for that if I had a restaurant. Absolutely, for real, man. for real. So, Imani J Wright is the name. W J Wright. W. I'm damn. You know what? Don't forget the W. Don't forget the W. And and and, and that's a great segue because I really, really want to know. You know what does the W J stand for? Man? All right. So, W J. So. They're both the first initials of both of my grandfather's first names. Oh, wow. That's that makes dope. sense? Yeah. Yeah, on both yeah. sides, right? That's yeah, dope. on both sides, yeah. That's dope. Mm. So that's mm. is that your real like middle name or, or what? Uh, it's not WJ per se, but it's it's a derivative of that, yeah. Got it. Yo, that's really dope. That's deep, man. I knew it had I knew it, I knew it meant something, man. I was like, listen, I can't figure it out. We listened to all your music. I went through every <laughs> song, and I'm like, dog, like, he does not explain what the WJ means. And that WJ yeah, is important yeah, to yeah. him. 
Like I could tell. I you could know tell. what I'm saying? Like that's the thing that stands out when you see his name. It's like the WJ. It's like, yo. Bro, you don't add a WJ unless it's important. Please. So I, knew, <laughs> I knew it meant something. I'm telling you, I knew it you meant something. Remember, remember Lil Wayne used to say, Weezy F baby, please say the uh baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imani, you gotta start saying Imani. Please say the W. Yo, you have to do that. That's Y'all gotta be a every show. No joke. So let me tell you why the WJ even happened, right? Okay. So there's this female basketball player. I think she went to Baylor, but she's definitely she definitely made it to WNBA. Her name was just straight up Imani Wright. Oh wow. So when I was trying to get this career, you know, and I'm still trying to get the career to pop. But when I was just 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 getting started, I mean, no internet presence. I'm like, yo. There's no way you're going to find me as just Imani Wright when she has 200 times the amount of clout as me right now. You feel me? Yeah. 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 So that's when I was like, yeah, all right, let's, let's throw the WJ in there. And ah. then I had it like a regular name. I had it like a W dot J dot. Yeah. And my father was like, yo, that's mad ugly. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah. what do you mean? You know what I mean? So it was like that for a good, I'm going to say three, four months. And I don't know what made me decide to make the J lowercase and then like take the dots out of it, but it's become like a signature for me, you know. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta love that, man. It's almost like you know Michael Jordan, right? Michael Michael B. Jordan. He put that B on there. And now yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People now know it's like, yo, okay, Michael B. Jordan's who you talked about. And that that's a big one. You know, you can make that mistake easily. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I got another question for you, Imani. Uh, yeah. Who are your influences? So as far as songwriting is concerned, I would have to say Marvin Gaye. Mm. You know, um, the way he had written What's Going On is brilliant. You know, I don't think Barry Gordy even wanted him to write that album. He was like, yo, stick with the love songs, right? Yeah. And the way, uh, the way Marvin's pen game has to be number one for me as far as songwriting as far as like stage presence and like how you kind of carry yourself on stage and being real, real chill and relaxed and but still engaged with the audience, I'd have to go with Miles Davis because mm. I also play the saxophone and I play the piano. So from like a instrumentalist standpoint, uh, Miles. And lastly, when it comes to like vocal performance, I have to go with Freddie Mercury. Because um, I throw opera in my joint sometimes. Freddie has an operatic voice. Freddie just has the greatest range I've ever heard in my life. Not saying he's the greatest singer ever, but mm-hmm. his range is insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So for, for sure. songwriting, Marvin Gaye, for stage presence, Miles Davis, and for performing, not performing, excuse me, for singing, uh, Freddie Mercury. Wow. That is an unbelievable answer. Yo, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you, I don't think you know what just happened. I had to put my drink down. <laughs> as soon as he said Marvin Gaye, I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You don't just say Marvin Gaye. Like, who says Marvin Gaye? Like, I'm not saying that's That's a bad answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. But there's more to this. So, like, how did you get into all of these legacy acts? Like, what? there has to be more to that. Like, did your parents put you on? Like, or did you just find it yourself? Like, how did that happen? Nah, like, my father, again, he really... I mean, the story, the story, the family story is that my father would read to me and play Miles Davis Tutu, like while I was still in my mother's womb, right? Mm. So I've been listening to Miles before I even knew I was listening to Miles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So wow. My father put me on the Miles. Um, it was one of my uncle's favorite. It is my one of my uncle's favorite artists. 
my grandfather, he was one of his favorite artists. So I always kind of just had miles around. Um, kind of Blue, obviously, I think it's one of the greatest albums of all time, any genre. And when it comes to Marvin, my aunt was a huge, is, I keep saying was, man, is a huge Marvin Gaye fan. Yeah, man. If she's um, if she's still living, man, you gotta you gotta change that to is. Yeah, not nah, <laughs> you can't you can't you can't do that to her, man. Like I'm don't 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 Marvin you do that, like, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm thinking of Marvin and Miles as was. Got but, you. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Got you, got you. But, um, yeah, so she is a huge, huge Marvin Gaye fan, father, huge Marvin Gaye fan. And one day he bought um like a Marvin's Gay Greatest Hits album. And then he actually bought me What's Going On. Played it in the car every day to school. Played it in the car every day to my grandma's house, my grandfather's house, right? And um, I just slowly became a fan and slowly became like a studier of, um, a student of Marvin Gaye's style and his songwriting ability. That wow. is dope, you know? man. When it comes to Freddie Mercury, I always heard a group Queen. Mm-hmm. But I never really listened to Queen, but my dad and my uncle are huge Queen fans. Right. So one day, man, I think it was like, not too long after my birthday. So I'm like maybe 11. You know, you get that birthday money, you're 11, you got like $80 thinking you have like a thousand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking through Walmart and I see like a queen DVD. And I'm like, all right. It was a, I think it was a live eight. Yeah, it was a live eight DVD. Went home, played the DVD, instant fan ever since. So that's kind of how all that evolved. That is dope. Wow. You know, it's, I mean, everybody loves Marvin Gaye, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. to, to understand why he's such a great artist to me, that's the part that, that, that means something to me. Because yeah. not a lot of people can tell you why he was great. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, and... And, and he said he was playing it in the in when he was in the womb. Bro, like... I, I'm convinced my dad was playing Fetty Wap when I was in the womb or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Marvin Gaye in the womb, that's dope. That's setting you up for success. Miles in the womb. Miles in the womb. Sorry, Miles in the womb. Miles in the womb. That's setting you up for success. That's what I like, Listen, man, man people love People love Marvin Gaye so much that they're willing to steal from his music, man. You remember the whole Blurred Lines controversy oh, with Robin oh, Thicke yeah, and T.I.? Yeah, yeah. How they had to pay the estate because it was obvious yeah. they stole... You know the the melody and and, yeah. and the whole like instrument instrumentation of it and and all that man. He's great. Yeah. He's he's I underrated. Being in school. My bad. Oh no, you good? I remember being in school right when the song was hot, and um, I was like, yo, this sounds like, uh, got to get you know, got to give it keep <laughs> on and, and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all the kids in my school vibing, loving the song. My mm-hmm. mother loving the song. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is a Marvin Gaye song, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> when I finally saw the lawsuit come out and all that, man, I was so so happy. I mean, I wasn't as I wasn't happy like, oh, I'm so glad Robin Thicke and Pharrell got sued. I mean, like, I'm glad that Marvin was getting his his credit, his yeah. just due. You know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah, because a lot of the kids, the, this this generation won't know that. They won't. They won't. And, and, and it sucks that it takes getting sued. <laughs> right, for, no. for, for, they ain't gonna they're gonna look it up on Wikipedia. Be like, hey, man, what's the origins of blurred lines? Right, you know, there was yeah. a lawsuit. I don't want to be sued. Right, what did Pharrell do? Oh, he stole from Marvin Gaye. Okay, oh, I'm gonna right. go back. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know what's crazy is like, um, damn, you kind of already answered my next question, which is like, damn, how long you been making music? But shit, it sounds like you've been making music before you was even born. That's yeah, what I heard. That's you what can it say, you can take like. it like that. That's what I heard. That's what I don't. I don't know. Like. I mean, do you do you disagree with that? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, I guess my whole musical journey started at like three. You know, what I mean, I wrote my first song at seven, mm-hmm. did my first solo at ten. So you know, it's been a journey, man. But 
I didn't start doing my own like original music on a serious level until I was almost 18. Hmm. Okay. You know, I'm 20 now, so Oh, so you it know, hasn't been that long at all. Yeah. Nah. And you've been and you've been doing some good things, man. We've been watching you, man. We've been watching you. We've been paying attention. Yeah. We've been tuned in. You know, I see Listen. the movement. The movement is looking real good. It's good that we're watching you. You yeah. don't want Takashi Six Nine watching you. That that's that's fact. who you do. That, that is, is, <laughs> that is a we fact. We watch you. We good. That is. <laughs> we ain't gonna tell anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's a fact, man. That's no fact. joke, man. Quincy was the first person ever to put writing to put anything in writing in regards to my music. Like wow. first artist. Wow. Yeah. Straight up. Straight Yo, up. So I remember saying it to my parents. But no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My fault. I remember sending it to my parents, right? And I'm like, yo, before I even read it, I sent it to my dad, sent it to my mom. Yo, my dad called me. He's like, yo, I'm about to pull over. Like, I'm on, I'm on the road. I'm about to pull over the car and read it, right? Oh, wow. And my mom, like, leaves her cubicle at work in D.C. And she's like, all right, yo, I'm about to, like, leave my cubicle and I'm about to read this. And we all got on three-way and read it together. Wow. And it was a really, really, really monument. Like, because it's cool, like, when your friends like your music and it's cool when your parents like your music, you know what I'm saying? And I went to, I was in college at the time for a music industry. And it's cool when your professors say you got good stuff. But when you hear like a third party who has no personal connection to you at all, say that they vibe with your music, it was a whole different type of feel. And it definitely, it definitely gave me a different energy to pursue oh, man. even part of the music. Wow. I didn't even know that, what? man. Like, I, I appreciate that. That's dope, you know, I didn't even know that. I do know that when, when, when I when I got a chance to hear it, I was like, "Yo, I I gotta take this like a hundred percent shit. This is a real deal, dude. Like I know it's gonna bite me in the ass if I don't take this one a hundred percent serious because <laughs> the music was just so good or so quality. Yeah, like I said, it, it wasn't something that was just thrown together. You know, it wasn't like you know, Lil Pump. You know, you know, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. It wasn't that. Yeah, it was something that was like high quality." That I knew that yo, like people down the line, people are gonna keep referencing this song that he gave me. Yeah. And you know, I gotta make sure I do due diligence my due diligence to make sure I talk about it, speak on it, proofread it, make sure the grammar is cool, like spelling, right. blah, 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 blah. So man, I appreciate that big time. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, that's love, man. I hey, that's that's a dope story, man. That's a dope story. Now, what that really means is, you know, when you when you make it, I mean, yeah. they bought a dollar. You know, yeah. <laughs> when when when, he, when my man asked for like ten dollars, like Let you got him like right. Three 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 Subway cookies for a dollar. You know, like if you, if you happen to be going to Subway. <laughs> nah, man. Um, nah, that's that's really cool, man. So, um, you know, another thing that I noticed about you, and you know, I I think it's safe to say that that. Quincy has a lot more uh, history with, you know, your music and just, mm -hmm. you know, the origins of sort of when you started making it in public. Um, I kind of caught on a little later because he put me on. And, um, you know, one thing I noticed was was the whole Swaino movement. Right. Yeah. And and I'm sure at least I at least I hope that that's like the the movement uh, or you putting that on the forefront so i see it all on the merchandise I see it on the the, the the you know the shirts the hats all of that stuff mm -hmm. so like what what exactly is swaino and what does that mean to you so i'm a big i'm i'm, I'm really into you know james baldwin and his and his teachings you know and his his ways 
Um, so I realized that one thing that Baldwin really, really honed in on was like progression, you know, and Sweno was a sound that I was making as like an ad lib on some of my earlier songs. Like I'm talking about songs that like have not even been released. Mm-hmm. They were never ever online. And the only people that have them are like 67 people who bought the physical album when we still had CDs, right? Mm. So one day I'm recording, my father was nearby and he's like, yo, how do we take Swano, yo, and make it like, how do we take it from just a noise to a something? Like at the time I had no idea what that something was, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So, all right, so I threw Swano on a hat, ugly hat, yo, I, the hat couldn't <laughs> be seen anywhere. Like, it was the worst thing I ever made in my life. But it was my first piece of merch. Mm-hmm. Threw it on there. Um, and I was still trying to figure out what it meant to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But after, I'm going to say about six, seven months of just trying to figure everything out and, and put something together that makes sense to me and my humanity and my movement. So Swano is basically just a symbol for progression, idealism, and virtuosity. You feel me? So mm-hmm. Swano is the merchandise for the lifestyle. You know what I mean? Powerful. Got it. Yeah. That's powerful. Got it. And it's and it's pronounced Swano, not Swano. Yo, you can say Swano. You know, it's a symbol though. That's the thing. Like that's funny. Like it's not a word. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a symbol made of letters. Mm. I see what you're saying. I mean, but you get what I'm saying? Like, it's a symbol made of letters, man. So you can pronounce it. There's no incorrect. I pronounce it Swano. I got some people pronounce it Swano. Some people pronounce it Swano. But you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's, good. that's a good idea. You know, Migos, Migos got some ad-libs, too, that they can, you know, put on T-shirts, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it ain't going to be at this level, but Migos got their room. Mama! <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, Sway, no. It's, it's dope. I've been I've been following it myself. Dope-ass T-shirts. I, I like the whole, the scheme is like the black and white. I like that joint. It's a yeah. I've yeah. always been even right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt that's black and white. So I, I've always, I've always watched that joint. I'm like, yo, it's sick. I like it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely growing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, why do you want things to stand still so much, Imani? To stand still. <laughs> yeah. Why do you want things to stand still so much? Especially hey, yeah, in, in particularly your new single. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. I'm I'm literally talking to you in the exact place that I recorded that single, so it's kind of funny you mention it just now. Oh, but, word? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I just recorded that in the back room of my grandma's house, which is where I am currently. <laughs> oh, that's dope. But, yeah, so here's a little insight. I have an album coming out called Noon Clock. Mm-hmm. Right. And Noon Clock takes you through my day basically from like six in the morning to basically like 12 at night, like midnight. Mm -hmm. So within the album, I'm giving you a lot of detail about this album, man, but within the album, going back to James Baldwin. Is this an exclusive? Hey, we can, we can definitely, listen, man, this is is a platform that, you know, we trying to put people, put new artists on and all of that, man. So like, Hey, if you feel comfortable, go for it, man. No doubt, man. So on noon clock, the, the character on the album, is being like mentored. It's like somewhat being mentored by James Baldwin. So you hear Baldwin throughout the album. But Standstill was written to be song six, which is like where everything's kind of taking a break. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's like, okay, 
first five songs, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. You know, and then song six stands still. It's like, yo, let's take a break for a second. Let's reflect. Let's mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And then boom, we right back into it on the other half of the album. That's a dope. That's you dope. know what I mean? So that's, that's a dope yeah. idea. I, me, and, me and Uch, we always talk about concept albums. Or mm-hmm. Concept albums, to me, you automatically get like a good score from me if you got a concept album. Right. Talking like Kendrick Lamar with uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was a concept album? Um, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd. Um, uh, sort of Chance the Rapper. Uh, his his latest album, The Big Day. That's a I concept album. I'm listening to a couple of songs. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, like it's, it's he's talking about getting married. I mean, but mm-hmm. you but you know what though? Hey, for me though, I feel like I feel like everything is a concept. Everything is a concept album. Oh, here now, you go with this. Now, hear me out. Hear me Philosophical out. Philosophical. Now, hear me out, real quick. I feel like everything is a concept, but some concepts make more sense than others. Like, let's be honest. Hey, listen. Let's be honest. No way. <laughs> let's, I just bro. listened to Lil Yachty's album. I did not hear a concept. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Speaking of Lil Yachty, right? Okay. Teenage emotions. That was a concept, I guess. I mean, like, I'm not gonna say the the, the concept was amazing. I'm just saying it was a concept. Okay. Technically. No. Was it good? I mean, I was it was it good? Eh, probably not. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't I feel know. like the albums from top to bottom, like it's a journey throughout the piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, mean? I feel like it's, it's an entire piece of work from top to bottom that all had a purpose and all connects. Yes. Facts. That's why I consider it a concept. You album. know who just dropped a really good one? Uh, he's actually from this area, IDK. Oh, IDK, yeah, he did. He did. IDK, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with IDK. He's from yeah, live PG Maryland. He December. just dropped yeah. a really good one Um, called Is He Real? But anyway, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I that. really mess with concept albums. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, it requires you to pay attention to every single song, not just skip it. Like, songs mean more because every- it's a part of a, a, a package. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I, I love that idea. I've always loved that idea because. Think about it. There's some songs on To Pimp a Butterfly that's not the greatest songs on planet Earth right now. Right? Like, I, I'm not trying to hear... Remember, there's a song where Kendrick sounds drunk on it. But in the grand scheme of things, that song is amazing because what it means to just the whole album. Right. And so that's why I love concept albums. I think if you want to hit a home run, if you want to make a classic album, right? one of the main things is have a concept that's attached to it. That's definitely a criteria, me. man. That's I definitely mean, a very important one. Jay-Z, Beyonce, right? 444. Yeah. Concept album. You know, yeah. like, some of the better albums to me have concepts. And so that's why I'm I'm actually really looking for. I did not know your new album was going to have a concept on it. But now that I know it's a concept, it's like I'm looking forward to it. Now I'm going to call off two days of work. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to call off one yeah. when it released. Now I got to call off two. Do y'all I'm, consider Damn a concept album? Mm, it I, is. Okay. It is. Uh, let me, Damn I, is a concept can, can album. I, can I answer that? Okay. Uh, and then you go. And then you go. Yeah, go ahead. So, I think everything Kendrick touches is a concept album. That's number one. I don't think the I don't think the album title really was able to display the the actual concept within the album. I, now I understand Damn was more commercial than Kendrick. You know, mm-hmm. traditionally would drop, mm-hmm. but. From top to bottom, I'm talking about from the intro, right? Where I think 
there was like some old lady that was walking down the street and she got shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like towards the, even, even when they you, the, yeah, yeah. That's right. and, blood, uh, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when you go Not to like, shot Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, and then like when you get to the end of the album, you have songs like Duckworth and, and he's really, he, he kind of takes you on a different type of journey than a Kendrick would normally take you on. So I would say yes, but well, it's not it's not like Kendrick to drop that type of album, which is why people were saying this is unlike Kendrick. It was a concept album. I, it's I, definitely a concept I'll album. I'll tell you why it was a concept album. It was a build I mean, the up. Song literally, the song is literally like transferred one to another. Yeah. Like there are snippets at the end of each song that transfer to the next song. Yep. yep. Exactly. And 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 it, it, he built up, damn, from the previous two albums. Like the first album, he was uh, uh, in the streets hustling trying to create this rap career and then he finally got it at the very end on the first album and then the second album he has this rap career and he's trying to figure out the meaning of life like he's trying to figure out mm-hmm. the importance of mm-hmm. being an artist and then in damn he's now engulfed in this flashy slash like you know materialistic world so that's why you get more of commercial songs on damn because He's talking about the story of being in a materialistic world and really being miserable in a materialistic world. That's what I got from Damn. Yeah. But I could be completely wrong. I don't know. We won't know because Kendrick don't really talk too much. But like what I see and and I kind of see the same thing in in, in your music, Imani, is like an artist being themselves in the music. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, artists kind of get caught up in the persona. Right. And mm. persona is cool. I'm not knocking persona. Right. Like DJ yeah. Khaled is a is a is a persona. He's Straight not an up. actual artist. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not making music. He's a persona. He looks believable. It looks extra at times. But at the end of the day, it's a persona. But if that's yeah. him and it looks authentic. Cool. I think at the end of the day, as long as it's authentic, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Me too. Honestly. Me too. And, it's and, important. and I kind of see that in your music, man. So I understand you. And I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, you're from Baltimore, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. So if I want to, if I'm in Baltimore, right? Because we don't <laughs> live too far from Baltimore, probably like an hour away. And I'm hungry. What is the first place that I need to go to to get some food, man? Because listen, man, we, 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 we travel a lot. We like to eat good. I need one spot. Just one. You got me out here, man, giving giving restaurant free promo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, feel free to say your grandma's your grandma's. Hey, nah, but real talk, real talk though, there's this place called Our House down the street from Hopkins. And inside it's a it's like a food, what it called? Like a food, um, oh my God. What is it called? Man, give me a second. I'm trying to think. It is called a Oh, a food park. There we go. There's a business park on top, and there's a food park at the bottom. There's like nine, ten different restaurants in there. Inside of our house is this place called Bird. B R D. B R D. I'm right. And right now. they have the chicken sandwiches, man. And yo, I think one's called the Be More Bird. Phenomenal. Mm. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm talking about to the point where me and my homeboy Luke are sitting down eating one of them, right? It's yeah. women like stopping. Saying like, "Yo, where'd y'all get that from?" <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's that yeah. good. It's that good. It's, it's not even that. It's not even just that good when you eat it, but it's just appealing to the eyes too. I see. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I got you. 
I, I thought you were going to say seafood. Like, I, I know they got a lot of seafood in Baltimore. Hey, but you really can't go wrong with the seafood in Baltimore, man. So you had me listing places for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what I was going to say? You know what I was gonna, I, the whole time before we was doing this interview, I was going to say, yo, you know what he's going to say for this answer? What? Started with a shrimp. <laughs> he did say you were going to say that. Started and, with a shrimp. And 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 we nah. didn't bet we didn't bet money, but I'm I'm mad we didn't. <laughs> I was wrong. Chicken sandwich. Chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich. Chicken sandwich. Popeyes chicken. Is it better than Popeyes chicken sandwich? Uh-oh. Brother, we've been fighting Don't about get me started, this. Man, I still cool. haven't had it. I can't, I can't, I can't just fall into the hype and be another black person in line to a chicken sandwich. Yo, man, listen, man, we too, <laughs> hey, listen, really we, we too enlightened, we too we enlightened. too far. We too enlightened and too woke for that BS, man. Like, yeah, tell them, man. man. <laughs> My God. Let me, let me, throw, let me throw y'all this stat, right? I don't know if y'all read this, but I'm going to say about three weeks ago. They said that the amount of times that Popeyes was tagged on, like, social media was worth, $25.3 million. I heard free that. I heard that. I definitely stat. heard that. That's outrageous. Free marketing. $25.3 million of free That's like 25 marketing. Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild. It's crazy, it's, man. It doesn't make sense. Hey, I'm about to start making chicken sandwiches. You, you trying to eat? Bro, let's make a damn good chicken sandwich. I'm down. Let's put, I can't guarantee that it's gonna be good. Let's put but like let's put hey. MSG on it. Let's put everything we can think of. <laughs> put MSG. Yeah. Put <laughs> extra MSG. Get a little sprinkle of mambo sauce. Yeah, with there the, you with go. The, put, with put, the seasoning. Put in there. what we gotta put to make people addicted to it, man. Hey, I. You know what? I got a random question. This is just What's random it? that I always wanted to know, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen The Wire? Uh, I I I auditioned for The Wire and did not get in. Holy shit! Oh, oh for real? So I was like, yo, forget this show, yo. <laughs> wait, wait. So you never saw an episode? You was... Bro, like, I watched hating, a couple episodes. You was hating off of them like that? Bro, like, I really couldn't... I don't know. I'm the type of dude, yo, like, if... if, if why would I watch your show if, if I can't be on your show? I feel you. That's that's. Secondly, secondly, uh, I do know Richard Burton, who plays Shamrock. Um, okay. And uh, he's cool. I, I know uh, Jake... Uh, oh, my God. Jake Lye? I had a master class with Jake Lye at Peabody, and he's mm-hmm. a guy that did some of the music for The Wire. So I've been around it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, I got you. But well, I don't really watch it like that. Well, no. listen, I respect that answer, and that's cool. Um, by the way, it's a classic show, but that's besides the point. Th- this mm-hmm. this question has nothing to do with The Wire, actually. Yeah. The question is actually related to just ba- the Baltimore accent. Like, I noticed certain words end in certain, like, pronunciations and i was just wondering like how does like i'm still trying to figure this out right like like y'all say two and and and, and, and do, no I'm, I'm not even trying to like be funny i'm i'm yeah, legitimately yeah. trying to understand like where does that come from like do you do you know what i'm talking about or am i am i crazy i mean not every time i just state people you know especially when i'm like on the east coast like when i'm in pennsylvania or new york people say you're from baltimore right i'm like yeah Oh wow! Um, you can hear it. You can hear it. You can hear it. Yeah. And, I mean, we, and, and, bro, and, the, and the reason we, why the reason 45 why forty-five minutes from there. No, but I know, but it's but you can. hear I'm telling you right now. Then the reason why I brought up the wire is because like it's it shot there. in the wire. Like yeah, everybody talks a certain type of way. Not everybody. I'm generalizing, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like there's a certain accent in Baltimore. I didn't know that. And he has yeah, it. Imani has it. That. And that's why I was like, yo, maybe he knows where this came from. I don't that know. That is dope. It's so funny because like people make. 
Like you gotta be known at the Merlin accent and the bottom accent are differentiated too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and honestly, you can even kind of like if you want to be, you know, if, if you if you don't want to be politically correct about it, you can always break it up as the black Merlin accent and the white Merlin accent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Like the Merlin accent is kind of like hun and how you doing and all that type. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hun is like the big thing, but when it comes to Baltimore, like I think I read one time it had something to do with like. Hebrew from Pennsylvania coming down from, as like Quakers, but there's no way in the world Quakers spoke the way we speak. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I agree with that. Nah, no, no way. I'm on. A, I'm on a lifelong search to, to get that to get their answer, man. Yeah, man. I, I mean, like, but how? Did, but how did New Yorkers speak the way they speak? How do people from Boston? That, that, that's a, that's no, a no, crazy question. No, and by the way, no, which, like, how, no, how do you no, think no, no. they spoke that no, way? No, but here, but here's my thing. I'm not, by the way, again, I will say I'm not. This is not no hate. Like I'm not joking either. Like I'm legit, I'm just curious, right? Like I I have this curiosity with language. That's just me. How you think you can? Why do you can people can't say butter, dude? Same thing. Why can't they say butter? They say butter. Same thing, man. Like how does that? <laughs> how does don't that happen? No, it just happens. <laughs> exactly. You know peanut butter. Do you just eat? Do you just eat a certain food and you just start talking differently? Is that how that happens? You, you, what, are you talking? From, is it Baltimore? Or people in UK? UK? No, <laughs> no, not Baltimore. <laughs> bro, listen, bro. Like one thing I realized about the UK, I, if, if you are talking about the UK, one thing I realized, like, is that they don't say like hard T's. That's what I'm saying. They don't say yeah. hard T's. Yeah. Bottle. Bottle. Yeah. Uh, like I was listening to Ed Sheeran. He said bottle. I said, wait, what'd you say? You mean bottle? Oh, nah. you talking about bottle? Sound like he said butthole. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like he said yeah, bottle. Uh, so Iman, I got one more question. I know we 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 took up some of your time. Last nah, man, question. Yeah. What's next for you? What's next, man? I got, you know, I I'm working with uh, so far sounds right now. You know, they're like one of the top promoters I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're heavy, you know, like one of the biggest intimate acoustic show, um, like acoustic show series in in the world. Okay. Uh, so we they have us touring to New York, October eighteenth and October twenty sixth. Um, and I'm also going out. I have two shows in LA, November eighth and November ninth. Um, and we got invited to perform in Madrid, November fourteenth, but I just couldn't make that work right now. <laughs> oh man. Dread joint, we couldn't make that work as a team right now, so we're gonna do that next year. But. You know what? Let me borrow your name real quick. I'll, I'll perform in Madrid for you. Ah. You know what? <laughs> borrow your name. Hey, I borrow your voice and shit. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be singing from work. the back while Y'all he's out on the stage acting like he's you. We gotta make that work somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way. <laughs> hey, bro, what'd you think about the Candy Center show, man? Loved it, man. It was dope. Loved it. It was dope. I mean, like I like I was telling Uch all the time. It's like, yo, your performance, like you you engage with the audience, and so in in this situation, it was like a huge audience, and people are really listening this time. Like like people people are really really listening to your every word and everything, and yeah. you just did a good job of engaging, showing your different skills, playing the uh, piano. I was like, yo, I I didn't even know you can play the piano. Yeah, until yeah. you played it at that show, and I was like, "Yo, wow!" I told you this dude is talented. Yeah, it's like, like Grammy nominated. Yeah, like one of the so one of the things that stood out for me. I mean, in addition to the what you just said mm-hmm. was your your stage presence. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who make music. A lot. I mean, there's come on, man. Like 
We talk about all the time. The internet has opened up the floodgates for people wanting to make music. And there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, the end mm-hmm. of the day. But, like, how many people can really get on stage and really perform, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's a different type of art. Like, that's I a do. whole nother skill set that I saw in you when you were performing. So, like, that's one of the major things that stood out stood out to me. I was like, okay. Like, he got the music and he can actually, like, be up there and, like, mm-hmm. command the stage and, like, actually engage with the crowd, like, Cause that's difficult. That's a different. That's, that's a different skill set that different I think is beast. gonna. It's, you're definitely it's gonna difficult. be able to utilize that moving forward, man. Here's another moment with Quincy, right, man? Like, so you came to one of my smaller shows I ever did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like performing was still kind of new to us. Mm-hmm. And I think what maybe 35, 40 people at that show, the mm-hmm. one in Annapolis. Yep. Yep, I remember. And then you know what I mean? Almost, you know, a year and some change later, second show you come to, and it's almost about five hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, growth. Mm. Yeah. It's growth and it's stun on them. It's hey, still stun on them. Go ahead. Hey. What's the ahead. what's the name? Imani WJ. <laughs> WJ. Don't, don't forget the du- it, it, No, no, no. Do not put the dot. Oh, the- do not put the dot. Do not put no, no dot. dot. No dot. Oh, I'm kicking your ass. You, not not Imani's. I'm kicking your ass. My ass yeah, or you. Somebody else's ass. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't gonna kick my ass. I I I put. I don't put the dot. <laughs> No joke, man. You want to know the real thing about the name? I'm always like the really the pet peeve for me. I have a bigger pet peeve of like the J not being lowercase than you forgetting the WJ as a whole. Mm. Like, I'm like, bro, like if I sent you a press release and I've sent you my name 10 different times and my email has it this way, or you've watched my YouTube videos, like the J's lowercase every time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know what? Hey, man, I feel you because my name is Uche. Right, yeah. um, and it's like U C H E or how do you spell U C H E, and mm-hmm. you know I go by like U C H A Y. My name is like way longer than that, F Y I. So mm-hmm. I completely feel you on the on the on the on the name. Uh, people met people mispronounce. I don't know about mispronounce misspelling your name. It's stressful, yeah, no, man. It's no, annoying. And no, like knowing when to put the capital, knowing to put the lowercase. It's annoying, man. And 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 the bottom line is like, yo. All y'all gotta do is just copy and paste. Like, why are y'all, why are y'all <laughs> acting like I didn't just tell you ten times already, and I didn't show you? Like, that's that's hey, the thing that baffles hey, me. I mean, it be it be confusing sometimes. Like LeBron, he I got still the capital be playing, B. Yeah, he got the capital B. I'm like, wait, what? Le- LeBron with the capital? <laughs> we gotta start over. We gotta start over. I don't see a period. Why are we starting over with a B? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh um, man, hey man, listen man, Imani W J Wright, without the dot, we appreciate you man for joining us man. Honestly, hey, I appreciate, appreciate you, brother, you man. big time man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure man. Um, you know you welcome you welcome at any moment to come back man and chop it up. Hey, no doubt, man. You know I'm a journalist too, so you know I, I like being on the other side as well. Oh, for sure, man. For <laughs> sure. For sure. All right. Hey, man. um. Yeah, you know, I write for the Afro in D.C., man. So, you know, if, if everything, you know, the stars get aligned and all that, man, I might end up doing a story on y'all. Mm. Um, so, Listen, man. Cool. Listen, we building out here, man. Oh, snit we, 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 we definitely <laughs> making moves, man. The Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast. We we just got our first sponsorship. 
Um, we're gonna unveil that like pretty soon here. Well, congrats, um, that's big. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Appreciate still that. broke, but yeah, I we. Mean, I mean, that don't mean we got anything, but like, we still, we still like on the edge of filing for bankruptcy, but it's still we we good. Though. <laughs> you know, the ink dried, and I still am in the negative, but like whatever. Hey, man. Uh, hey, man. But yeah, man. Hey, so how can the people follow you, man? Like, where where do they go? Where are you where are you available on? And and you know, how can they reach you? Yeah, anybody wants to contact me can find me on all social platforms except for Twitter at uh, Imani W J Wright I M A N I W J W R I G H T, and from there it's easy to find me. Google, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Apple Dope. Music, Spotify, Imani W J Wright. Absolutely, man. Dope. Dope. Thank you so much, man. We're we'll, we gonna holler at you. We're gonna holler at you in a little bit, man. Appreciate no it, doubt. big time, time, man. All right, keep bro. doing your thing. Absolutely. No doubt. All right, no bro. doubt, man. Take Bless. Care. For my ill-advised thoughts, I'm going to talk about the end of one of the longest eras in hip-hop. Or not eras, one of the longest reigns in hip-hop that I believe has come to an end. Starting in 2007, was it 2007? There was a guy by the name of Drake who dropped a song called Replacement Girl with Trey Songs. At the time, I remember talking to Uche at his house saying, who is this guy with not the best swag in the world, not the coolest music video in the world. Rapping with this level of confidence that the greats have. Killing this replacement girl joint. Moving forward. He started dropping mixtapes. And in one song hit. Best I ever had. And ever since then I can argue with you. Drake has been running the hip-hop game. We're talking about people stealing his flows. We're talking about people suddenly embracing that heartbroken role. We're talking about people even taking some of his ad-libs. Drake was running the hip-hop game for legitimately 10 years. Today, 2019, September 19, September 20, I can honestly say that Drake's reign in hip-hop is over. Now, I love Drake. If you ask me, Top 10 rappers of all time. Drake is on my list. As crazy as that sounds. Drake is on my list. I think he can go bar to bar with any rapper in the game and hold his own. I think he's great at melodies. I think he's a pretty solid singer. Pretty solid writer. I think he has the swagger of somebody that's great. I think his come up story is one to be adored. I still bump his stuff and I love his new stuff. But there was 
within the, within those ten years that I talk about, everything Drake did hit. Like if you got Drake to be on your song, more than likely that joint was going to hit. Drake was the gatekeeper for hip hop, point blank period. You wanted to work with Drake. It's not like that anymore, guys. My evidence, Top Boy dropped. That's a soundtrack for his um, new television show. He's on the soundtrack, but for the most part, it's all UK artists, a lot of hungry UK artists, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, yo, okay. There's a lot of these guys on here I don't know, almost similar to More Life, but I'm going to give it a try. Drake is behind it there was no buzz attached to it i'm like okay behind bars dropped i'm sure people gonna go crazy for behind bars drake is spitting bars on behind bars haven't heard much about it i like oz and b's and o's i don't really play no tic-tac-toe it's pretty tight right right, his his accent was pretty tight on there I'm like, Suede Lee and Drake. We've been waiting for a Suede Lee and Drake song for like five years. Oh, they finally linked up and they're on some Caribbean stuff? That's got to hit. Didn't hit. Rick Ross and Drake. Gold Roses. He's spitting probably some of his best bars of all time on Gold Roses. Why don't people care? Why don't people care about money in the grave? Do you even remember Drake when he brought out money in the grave? He brought out two songs. He brought out another one called Amaretta. I don't even know what Amaretta sounds like. I can't even remember Amaretta. Do you remember what it sounds like? That was two. Nope. Do you remember when Drake last time did this little quick two track release? You're talking about Hotline Bling? And um, diplomatic immunity, or, or or was it? Sorry, diplomatic immunity and um, God's plan. Those two came out together. Classics. Drake remixed Summer Walker's "Girls Need Love." Do you want to hear Drake's version of "Girls Need Love"? No, nobody does. But I remember on on a couple years ago when when I Love McConan dropped Tuesday. We wanted to hear Drake's version. There was people saying Drake made that song. Everything Drake hopped on was great. Drake had M.I.A. with Bad Bunny. I thought that was one of the greatest performances by a hip-hop artist. He was speaking in full Spanish. Why doesn't it get club play? You know why? Because under our feet unbeknownst to us Drake's buzz has finally gotten to the end and I I, it's hard for me to believe I don't want to believe it but right now there's a few artists that I think can hop on a song and make it buzz more than Drake right now. J. Cole, the baby. 
Hell, Young Miami at this point, anything Young Miami jumps on is is hot. It's going to buzz. And so if I'm Drake, I was thinking about this. Drake, don't worry about hip-hop. You are a legend to me. Don't worry about hip-hop anymore. Still do your thing. Still drop your songs and still try to feature on people's stuff. But I think you are a great executive producer on TV. I think this is the perfect moment for you to transition into another career. Because one of the greats in hip-hop once said, Ice Cube, everybody has their time to reign. And everybody's time to reign ends. And I hate to say it, Drake, but your time in hip-hop as the number one act is either on its way out or it's over. And I think you have the greatest reign in hip-hop and you should be proud of it, but I think it's now time to start stepping into other ventures. And so I want to salute Drake for having one of the biggest runs in hip-hop history, but there's a different gatekeeper in hip-hop. That's it. Wow. Uh that was a that was a very sobering ill-advised thoughts there because uh I almost shed a tear. <laughs> no, nah, but you're I right. Shed a tear. No, nah, you 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 made a lot of good points. You made you made a lot of good points. A lot of good points, but I mean the thing is you know what? I think Drake is allowed to have a year in a which farewell tour. Well, of course, it's Drake. I'm talking about. I think he's allowed to have a year where like everything doesn't hit number one. Like like you said, the man has the, what he's been able to do has been so unprecedented that like I think we've been spoiled actually because mm-hmm. we've lived we've lived along with it. Mm-hmm. So we don't even really understand. It's 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 only previous generations that will that will now step back and be like, all right, damn, like. What he did, it's never been done because when you're far removed, anyway, yeah, yeah, y'all get the point. Like, yo, that was a great advice thought, though. Congrats. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Uh, I'm actually going to talk about one of Drake's arch nemesis, which is uh, Kanye West. Um, he's set to deliver his ninth studio album named Jesus is King. On September 27th. And the interesting thing about this subject is the fact that, you know, Kanye West has been such a polarizing figure for so long that, you know, how could you not feel some type of way about Kanye West? I don't care if it's positively. I don't care if it's negatively. I don't care if it's, you know, you're torn in between. I don't care what it is. You feel some type of way about Kanye West. He has impacted you in some type of way. It's happened. So with that being said, it's interesting that his new album is called Jesus is King and that it's actually coming out and that he actually dropped a, an album probably, what, four months ago? Three and a half, four months ago? That people seemingly forget? This is on the heels of his Slavery is a Choice rant 
on the heels of his, you know, hatred and saying all this craziness and his interviews of him talking about he was on drugs and all of the stuff that goes along with Kanye West in general. I just think it's interesting to see all of the the backlash and all of that stuff die down. And we remember why Kanye West is such a polarizing figure. On the heels of his new album, Jesus is King. I mean, think about it. This man has transitioned for years into the fashion world, created a brand named Yeezy, you know, actually has been able to get an, an amazing buzz that has been able to propel his shoe into a whole different echelon. I mean, I think the the numbers stated that his Yeezy brand has made over $1.5 billion at this point. I'm not saying he actually has that in the bank. I'm talking about net worth. If you guys know anything about net worth, that's how popular and how influential his Yeezy brand is. He did come out with some Yeezy Crocs the other day. People are saying how what how much the you know the shoes are some shit. I don't really get into it because I don't really wear Yeezys, but that's not the point. The point is Kanye is about to drop a second album in the same year, the same year in which he he has gone through, you know, he's been vilified, he's been praised, the same year in which a whole lot has happened. And the interesting part about it is Kanye West is still here. What I will be paying attention to is seeing how it's received. I'm always looking at how things are received. Even when the whole backlash was happening with him saying slavery was a choice. I knew for a fact people were going to be back on his back on his, uh, you know, Kanye bandwagon, even though they were hating on him. Then I know how this thing goes. People are fickle. Today, they're here. The, ne- the next day, they're not. The next day, they're back. It's interesting. But I'm paying attention, though. And I will hear this album. And I will hear to see what type of music is being dropped by Kanye West in 2019. The second album of 2019 from Kanye West. Nonetheless, I'm wondering how you guys are going to receive the project. That's my advice thoughts. And so if you guys have liked what you've heard on this episode, if you like our interview with Imani J. Wright, W.J. Wright, please don't include the dot. You know how this goes. Hit him up on social media. Hit us up on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, RatingsGameMusic.com. The Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast is here to stay. We want to thank you guys for tuning in and rocking with us each and every month, bi-weekly, however long, however many times we drop an episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We thank you for subscribing. We hope you come back and we and you share the episodes in the, in the podcast with your friends and family. Like, thank you so much. And on that note, as always, if you're giving advice, make Show it's ill.